But you know that I'm easily overwhelmed. I have five voices in one ear, and then I have you on the other ear, and it's a lot Who's to the keep fifth? track of. Guys, I think Charlie's talking. I think that the other voices are us. Yeah, there's only four. About us. Like, there's only three the of us right voice? now. The other two aren't in your ear, they're in your head. Wait, I'm going to turn the headphones back on now, guys. What are you saying? (laughs) (laughs) So you had five voices in your ear, and we weren't even on? Yeah. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. On an audio feed reporting live from the top of a Jenga tower, watch out! It's Tim Hansen. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. And on an audio feed, joining us once again, friend of the show, Mr. Charlie Bram. How's it going, man? Hello, it's going great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Feeling all right? Uh, you you you've got one episode under your belt now. Any thoughts uh, on your on your first uh, sixty ninety minute experience on the Brose podcast? Well, it's like a roller coaster, but like being built in front of me as I go. So I I haven't shit myself yet, but I'm terrified. Like the roller coaster tycoon track, where you're just like making sure you got enough pieces, enough money, and then suddenly you run out of money, and then the track stops. Well, I'm very fast, so I'm tearing it up behind me as I go. Oh, so I can salvage oh. the parts. It's an infinite roller coaster. I don't know where it's going though, which is very concerning. Mm. That's very scary. I you might go so. into land not owned by the park. That's the worst kind. Of, that's the worst part. I feel like that's like a weird tax penalty. Uh, something like that. All right, this is uh, I actually pulled this out. So uh, a couple of weeks before uh, before the baby was born, um, I was just going through stuff in the office, cleaning stuff out, and I found a bunch of old CD-ROMs. Uh, including a bunch of old roller coaster tycoon discs, and I was like, you know what? Let's just do this. So I, I have an old desktop, and it was able to run the old roller coaster tycoon thing. And uh, boy, I can't build a roller coaster to save my life. Uh, <laughs> as a, a grown ass adult, I've developed no skills that have been applicable to this game. Uh, and so the roller coaster that I built was like extremely thrilling, but like not. Um, it was like extremely. Um, Thrilling, but not uh, exciting, which seemed contradictory. <laughs> but uh, then nobody went on it because it was like, oh, it's boring and also too thrilling. <laughs> huh? What? I don't know. I guess that means very fast in a straight line. Well, it, it was just like it, straight, straight up, and then like it had like a big, you know, big steep incline. It did all the loops and everything like that. But I don't know. Whatever I did, uh, did not appear. <laughs> for whatever reason, this twenty-year-old, you know, uh, amusement park simulator game did not like what I was doing. Hmm. I don't know. They're long. Well, it could be. It, it it could be like Six Flags Nitro. It's thrilling to the fact that it's tall and high. Or no, let's go King of Con instead of Nitro. Super high, super tall, straight drop down. But it was kind of boring afterwards because you just circle around. There's nothing else afterwards. It's thrilling, yeah. but it's boring. Well, the worst part is that like I couldn't even do the Sim City. Like in Sim City, if you if you really fuck up with your city, you can just unleash like an alien on it and <laughs> your city or whatever. 
can't do that with roller coaster tycoon. All you can right. do is like sadistically take all the people, like pick up all the people one by one who wouldn't go on your ride and just drop them in the lake. <laughs> no, you just you just God. you delete the path to get out, and then you charge fifty dollars for the bathroom. Mm, yeah, yeah. But you have to put an ATM in otherwise these bankrupt people, and then you've got and then you've got like a bunch of people just like pissing it. Then then what you have is freaking Lord of the Flies. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, people who are out of Wait, money. Uh, uh, I have like, the gods. Like, I you know, just relieving themselves on the the, the the grounds of your park. I you don't know, see. No bueno, I don't see anything wrong with this. Are you telling me that I've been playing Roller Coaster Tycoon wrong this entire time? That's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Richie, I, I can only tell you that there's no wrong way to play roller coaster. <laughs> there's only different ways to get to right. Welcome to the award-winning Brose Podcast, everyone. Available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, the premise of our show, as always, is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything, and we do it while enjoying a delicious glass of wine or otherwise. So if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, you want to email that question to brosequestions at gmail.com. Charlie, what's that email? questions at gmail.com I just start taking bro and my email remembers it because I send in so many questions yeah because you're a VIP listener right here <laughs> if you, if you like want to get on the show enough, if I'm being honest <laughs> yeah if you want to get on the show email us a lot and also make, maybe be our friend too <laughs> Very, makes it a lot easier if we've known you personally for a considerable I, amount of time I mean do they have to really be our friend Vince was on the show he was? Mm, wow. Jeez. Right under the bus. <laughs> yeah, Vince has been on the show a couple of times. I think it was, he, he was on a full session. Mm. He was on once. Don't worry, Charlie. I didn't I, listen was, to those either. I was on twice because I did two Know Your Bros for Vince. <clears throat> and we're very distinctly coming up with two Know Your Bro uh, <clears throat> you know, quiz, quiz sketches for Vince. And uh, he didn't appreciate either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. Well, of course we did. Uh, on that subject, though, let's go to our VIL, Charlie Bram, for uh, for what we're drinking tonight. Charlie, what are you drinking uh, for this episode? So I'm drinking Prophecy Rosé, uh, which has a lot of uh, pink themes in the label. We got like a very ethereal woman with her hair flowing, surrounded by cow angels. Which is a it's a choice, but I respect mm. it. There should be more cow-based angels, or more angel-based cows. Yeah, what? and honestly, like now that I look at it, these angels do not have enough eyes. <laughs> so how many are not many, anatomically so, so, correct? So angels. one, right? So they go, one is the right is the wrong number of eyes. Then, unless we're talking like uh, uh, night vale angels, don't they have they uh, multiple eyes? They should be. Six winged and many eyed. No, two wings, one eye. Oh, jeez. Yeah, this math is all sorts they're, of wrong. They're not. They're oh, not one low cloud. Hmm. They're not one winged angels. No, two wings. <laughs> Apparently, there are melon and Thank citrus you. notes, which is exciting. I suppose. <laughs> uh, Tim, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, my stomach is, uh, giving me some problems after not feeling well for the last few days. So I was drinking Biltmore Estates, uh, Zinfandel Blanc de Noir, which was delicious. Highly recommend. Uh, but now I am drinking a classic, uh, fuck, what the hell is the name of that generic food store? Food Lion Root Beer. 
Nice. Food line. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Food line. Food line is significantly more accessible than Aldi down here. Hell yeah, food line. So uh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Food line got me through uh, four and a half years of living in Newark, Delaware, because there's inexplicably a food line like right across, right down the street from where I live. I, I Matt, I have I have a question on the food line. Uh, Diet Dr. Perky is the answer. Okay, well the other question <laughs> is, was was there a Chinese place right next to your food line? Pro- yes, there was. So <laughs> apparently that is a trend, that, and like has been a TikTok trend circling around North Carolina as people calling out that. Every food lion has some sort of Chinese place near it. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, the food line that was in Delaware, I think directly next to it was like an old pet store and a liquor store. Uh, but there was definitely a Chinese restaurant in the shopping center. Hold, hold on. It was, it was like, yeah. yeah right. We, we got to unpack this. Is it a pet and liquor store or is it a pet store and a liquor store? <laughs> pet and liquor. Rich, I think I was abundantly clear. <laughs> okay. So it's pet and liquor. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, pet, pet and liquor. Yeah, yeah you, you got a pet her first, and then you lick her. And then and then rattlesnake. <laughs> Gross. And there's a red box right outside, so you can grab a movie for you to watch while you go home and drink your jack and pet your snake. Which is not a euphemism. It's a red box, because she's ginger. Oh, oh my god. Sean, uh, <laughs> uh, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking Aveline. Tim, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, Aveline, a vegan wine, and it's good. It's uh, It says it pairs nice with a sunny day, and it, I think it would. It's really hot in my room, and it's. I'm digging it, but it's starting to get warm, so it's starting to get a little bit not great. Mm. You know what I mean? When it starts to warm up, it like the quality kind of dips a little bit, but... So we gotta move this along for the sake of the wine. Well, I'll don't worry. <laughs> I'll handle this. <laughs> don't worry, he's got yeah, it. Not all heroes wear capes, everyone. Next, you're uh, gonna just start hearing jingling in his glass because he's got ice cubes in his wine. Yeah. I am a martyr. <laughs> uh, Rich, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking Opichi Vino Bianco. It's imported from the Adriatic coast, and uh, I gotta say, no notes. Literally, there are no tasting notes on this bottle, but it is a fish, so I like it. Uh, I am finishing up a bottle of the Pinot Project, a California Pinot Noir uh, that I started drinking uh, a couple episodes ago, and I'm finishing up tonight. Uh, it's handcrafted from the finest California Pinot Noir grapes, uh, and it is, look man, it's good. It's a good Pinot Noir. I've had this for a while. I remember buying it, uh, it literally years ago. I think it was near the beginning of the pandemic. And uh, thinking, oh yeah, well, yeah, stock up on wine for for brosé. Uh, but of course, we don't drink, we didn't drink Pinot Noir at that point on on brosé. So I was just sitting with this delicious bottle of Pinot for years, uh, 2017, as it were. Uh, you know, not to brag, but, uh, but it's a good quality uh, Pinot. But I have in front of me, gentlemen, our next round of questions. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Hell yeah! Once again, brosequestions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air. But our first question is, if you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? Uh, So my book would be a long-form thank you book to Charlie for correcting and fixing the crooked picture behind him. And it's still not fully corrected, but he pulled his camera down so we don't see it now. So I appreciate that. 
because now I'm not staring at it. It's an optical <laughs> illusion because my camera's at a weird angle <laughs> and the lights from my ceiling are centered weird. So it creates a shadow that is like slightly angled. Mm -hmm. So it's always going to like if you see how it like looks completely fucked up next to the other painting now, because oh, yeah, I have actually. Really yeah, I've like here, let me, here, just see the one that my, looks my, level. My, my book is going to be a 50 page pamphlet called A Modest Proposal to Charlie Bram. Fix your picture. Right? <laughs> I just edited the one out so y'all don't have to look at the wrong one. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> you're such dicks. <laughs> so hard, guys. I, I just want to explore this possibility of Rich writing a book on this. Like, like a, a long form book thanking Charlie. What was this? 300 pages? Just thank you. <laughs> yeah, so the length of a Cheesecake Factory menu. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. it would be yeah. it would be in the format of um, a Tolkien where I over uh, explain everything the colors of captain america in this picture behind him yeah, tell me about and how it accentuates. <laughs> um yeah, yeah it, that 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 might i no i that definitely won't be my book i don't know you said you set up some conflict like somebody there's like a, a warring faction who's trying to get charlie to, to put the it, picture well, back in the wrong what, in the wrong angle the picture symbolizes the battle between uh, Russia and Ukraine, and how we're trying to correct the world by fixing this picture. Sean, what book would you write? Ah, <laughs> uh, this is a good question. What uh, I would write about uh, being a dad with severe depression, and what that's like, and how you got to keep your head above water while also watching a little baby. Hold on. Tear at my answer <laughs> <laughs> because that was for until I got my meds right. That was like what I was dealing with was like trying to keep everything going while being like severely, severely depressed. So, uh, just kind of how to deal with that. I think that's what I would that's write about. Yeah. Very good one. What about you, Timmy? Um, yeah, I don't know. Being short. Consider the Phillips head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting to see which one of you was going to make a fucking joke about screws. <laughs> I'm not making a joke about screws. It's screwdrivers, Tim. Read a damn book. Maybe your own book. I are. He's writing a math book, guys. Yeah, 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 it would it would be a math book, you fucking ingrates. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Hansen, the mathematics asshole. <laughs> that sounds about right. I like the ring of the, 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 the forward, the forward of the book would be him writing about screwdrivers. Yeah. Yep. No, it would just be an ad hominem attack on everybody who doesn't know how to do math. <laughs> 15 chapters would be like you know an actual work through of like here's a chapter in algebra here's one on calculus but the first three pages are just like you idiot what a dumbass you're not knowing how to do this you shouldn't need this I, book but here we are because you're an idiot I ask your stupid piece of shit brain a question <laughs> what the fuck man <laughs> and then that next one's like chapter one quadratic equations um yep. I like that one alright so, did you have? Do you want to? Do you want to give an actual answer? Oh, dude, I have no idea. I don't like to write. All right. Writing's I mean, hard. 
I would write it on the process sixers. Because you got to write about something that, A, you like a lot and you're interested in mm-hmm. and, and passionate about, but something you also, like, know too much about. <laughs> and I probably would write about the process sixers from, like, 2013 to, you know, now, basically. They're still going through it, essentially. But, uh, but yeah, I would write about that because so much weird shit happened. Like, it, just the, the, the crazy... Like, they had one season where they had, like, 95 players on the team in, like, a two-year period. Uh, they had one year where they drafted a guy and he never got to play for them because he almost died from a peanut allergy. Uh, they had another guy who forgot how to, like, who was the number one overall pick and just forgot how to shoot. They had another guy who was the number one overall pick and just refused to shoot. Uh, they had another guy who, who had a navicular bone break and uh, had to miss two seasons and he's turned into, like, the best player in the NBA. It's just... It just crazy story after they, their general manager got fired because he got caught uh running a burner twitter account defending his own gm decisions on twitter <laughs> and ripping players on the team <laughs> wow like, like a grown adult that... did this like a 55 year old man uh they they had a they had a general manager who was forced out basically by the nba because it, the way he was running the team was good for the team but it made the league look bad because the team was like intentionally losing for two and a half years and the team basically for the, the league basically forced him out it's, it's crazy it's insane it's a, they, they got meek mill out of prison for one of their first playoff games and he rang the bell before the game uh, like it was, it was like they're throwing out the first pitch at a Phillies game. They got Meek Mill out of jail, and four hours later, he was at the Wells Fargo Center with uproarious applause, ringing the bell before a Sixers playoff. Game. <laughs> this is—it's a crazy eight to nine year period, and we, a lot of this stuff just gets swept under the rug a little bit. So uh, I would write about that because it's just—it would just be me like reciting the story and just being like, "Can you believe this happened again? <laughs> Always." So. Yeah, I would, I would probably write about the process Sixers. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun, and I'd have a great time doing mm-hmm. it. I made a book. trust the process joke at work the other day, and then I immediately realized that absolutely no one would know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Not in North Carolina. Why well, they got that? Well, they got the the Hornets down there? I mean, they they might uh they might ish get it. Yeah. I, I, mean, I was somebody was talking about the process. I was like, you gotta trust the process. <laughs> Yeah. And then they just went on with the conversation. I'm like, ah, where's Matt? We need him. Trust my <laughs> process. Uh, who else has a book that they would like to write? Did everyone else answer? I guess it doesn't matter. Sort of. Um, <laughs> I, well, you're, you're, you're allowed to answer before everyone's gone. Skip. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of voices. Anyway. Most <laughs> um, of them are in your own so, head, but please continue. <laughs> yes, we've established this. Okay, so I'm going to pick, like, something that's almost the exact opposite of what Matt picked, but for the exact same reasons of, like, write about what you're passionate about and what you know. I've been reading an insane amount of queer, supernatural romance adventure novels, and I feel like I would veer into that general direction of just... Lots of shit going on. I love creating magic systems and like the rules of how certain power sets work, and then to like introduce a mystery and dealing with the ecology and the socioeconomic politics while also everyone on the dirigible wants to bone each other. And like, <laughs> how do those love triangles like cycle out when like everyone in the book is bisexual? Just creates a lot <laughs> more opportunities for chaos. 
I like that. I read the hell out of it. Can I read it? Yeah, I would, like, I would read that. Look, Gail Carriger is a genius, and she's very prolific, and everything she writes is gold. Um, unfortunately, the gay werewolf romance erotica is absolutely canon and very hard to... Well, it's not very hard to skip. It takes place in the distant future. Distant future relative to the steampunk Victorian novels. Anyway, Gail Carriger is a great author. You don't have to read the gay <laughs> stuff. The gay stuff gets a little explicit. <laughs> is it good though? It's really good. Design. No, it's like frustrating because like sometimes, sometimes I'm not in a horny mood and I would like to speed read past the sex stuff, and then she like accidentally will drop lore bombs in the middle of like two people doing it. Like apparently, <laughs> like apparently, werewolves have a flavor, and like there's like a whole scene where someone has to like mysteriously wear a condom not because they're worried about stds but because they're worried about their partner noticing that they're a werewolf based on the flavor of things <laughs> so that's so to be clear the flavor of the werewolf is considered lore well i mean <laughs> it's like a supernatural trait the... okay you, right, you see what right. i'm yeah. saying we're like sure. like i don't mean like oh this individual person is salty i mean like werewolves by definition have uh one of their fluids tastes like uh carne sure. asada uh, so <laughs> carne asada yeah it was a weird <laughs> choice so, uh, i'm that, trying to like be... keep this as pg as i possibly can but i think y'all can read between the lines <laughs> so would that be in the summage solution or the enforcer and Nick? uh so that was summage solution yeah okay <laughs> sorry i started looking up books <laughs> but yeah no they're they're it's good shit I have most of them in audiobooks, which is a little bit stressful because I'm constantly terrified that my Bluetooth will cut out and it'll just come out of a speaker. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, queer supernatural romance adventures. <laughs> good good time. really got me. Well, yeah, she has a way with words. <laughs> a sumage uh... is basically a subtype of mage that specializes in negating other people's magic. So they can't really like do magic themselves. They can just put magic places to contain it so that it doesn't create environmental problems. Nice. Mm -hmm. like Any other books? Uh, let's write anything besides the thank you to Charlie. <laughs> um, I would uh, uh, more more explain and flesh out the the backstory and religious history of my D and D camp. And the information on all the gods, and fill that out more. Like I, I have like a three or four word document of how the world came to be and how the world came to be what it is now. But I would like fill that in more instead of having just like overall thoughts and ideas of here's what happened at this point and at this point. I would actually like uh, flesh that out a little bit better. Okay. I like that. I like that. Let me throw one more thing about the Sixers real quick. They, they had a guy last year who was almost ran out of town, but basically ran out of town because he was terrified to shoot the basketball, and they wound up trading him this year for a guy, one of the best players in NBA history, whose whole thing is loves to shoot the ball too much. And then in the playoffs this year, in the last game of the season, he shot like two shots. Exciting <laughs> game. Took two shots in the second half. It's like, the, your whole thing is that you love shooting the ball and you won't do it anymore. 
what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the one thing we asked for is to not have the same exact thing happen as last year, and it did. <laughs> anyway, I'm fine. Uh, the next question <laughs> is, uh, what do you think the world will look like in 50 years? And let's try, let's try, uh, let's try this one. Uh, what do you think the world's gonna look like in 50 years, guys? Gone. Have you ever seen Mad Max? <laughs> mm. Worse. What a lovely day. <laughs> to die. Well, I mean, it's been nice knowing Jacksonville. Because <laughs> Jacksonville is Jacksonville's in trouble, man. Like, is it? They're uh, yeah. They're, there's a there's a bunch of co- Florida coastline cities that like the mayors are like really trying to encourage the citizens to basically leave. Because the the water the the, the water line's going to encroach on them and and start flooding the city. Like they're either going to put every house on risers or they're going to lose a bunch of of homes. Oh man! And if I'm not saying, I think Jacksonville is uh, Jacksonville. I think is one of those cities. Hmm. I didn't I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's bad news bears, man. Um, I mean, look, yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're on a course where climate change is going to impact a lot of, of stuff and make some areas of the world uninhabitable. Mm-hmm. What else do you think is going to be different in 50 years? I... Cheery answers only, everyone. Oh, no. Okay. Throw all of your answers out immediately. <laughs> yeah, you, you, could, you could be legit. Well, it de- so, so it depends on how things break over the next couple of years, but it could be a lot more fascist-y mm-hmm. in America. Sure. Uh... You see, uh, Sean, your boy, Madison Cawthorn, uh, used the term dark MAGA. I did. Yeah. Dark that's not, that's MAGA. Dark MAGA. What did like, my former state congressman do? Story one of the, that novel series Charlie was talking I, about. Yeah, I legitimately got like excited because that sounded like a cool thing until I remembered what those words meant. <laughs> yeah, dark, yeah, dark, yeah, dark MAGA, where he's like trying to encourage dark MAGA to rise up. I'm like... I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're a cartoon character. You're not a serious person. That I should. I mean, I have to take you seriously because you still hold public office until you know early 2023. But you're not a serious person. <laughs> hmm. Sorry, uh, fascisty. Mm-hmm. But hope hopefully not. Yeah, Hope- that'd be nice. Hopefully, somehow the will of the majority overtakes all of the undercutting of democracy that Republicans are doing. Mm. Well, and I, this may be like trying to find a silver lining in a dark place, but like historically when we've had like these spooky downturns where like fascism happens, there do often seem to be enclaves where like at least some optimistic things do survive and do kind of come back and blossom back and grow again. Like we've, if you look at history, like these things come and go in cycles and yeah, it's shitty. And yeah, people will get hurt now. And like what I'm saying doesn't help those people, but it's also not a thousand percent hopeless, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's always a micro and a macro. Like it's, and it's possible like, yeah, fifty years is a long enough window that the cycle ends and we're rebounding again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not worried about uh, 
<laughs> we're not worried about people who are just yeah, this is just profoundly unserious people taking public office. Mm. Like you know, I, I am hoping that we are over that fad where we're just like, yo, you know who'd be good? Doctor Oz. Like I'm hoping we're over that, where it's just like, yeah, this guy's like a relatively well known person from the nineties. Let's you know, let's just make it he's fine. You know, just go ahead. You can have whatever you want. Tommy Tuberville, you know, former you know, college football coach, sure, you can be a junior senator from Alabama. Why not? Like I hope we're over that. I hope we're over like the shiny thing of you know, the the, the you know, you can make your own generic idiocracy joke where you're like, Oh yeah, it's just whoever's good on T V is gonna be the next you know, senator or congressman or everything. I hope we're over that fed. I don't <laughs> know if we will be, but I hope we will be. Um Rich, what do you think things will look like in fifty years? Hmm. I was trying to think of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like I I mean part... I, I mean I'm gonna be I'm gonna be eighty three or eighty two years old by then, so I mean like it might not look that different to me because I just can't see more than three people. <laughs> hey, like, like like to be hundred percent honest, part of me wanted to just say, I think there will actually be Jewish space lasers. But like oh, no I'm not <laughs> Um But I, I don't it's it's I'm I I, I'm more pessimistic on the outlook, and I uh, like as a wor- the world as a whole. Uh, I, I'm more worried about global warming, and I there will be a decent portion less land ma- la- uh, usable land, like livable land. It's going to be we're go- our coasts are definitely shrinking, and it's going to just continue to get hotter and hotter. And instead of being May 21st and having it 95 degrees is going to be May 21st at 120 degrees. Like, it's just not going to be great. Yeah, I mean, it's trending in that direction, unfortunately. <laughs> like, I, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's the thing. It's like the, the, most, the most logical answer is, in fact, the one where it's like, hey, the path that we're on right now, where you know, most climate scientists are, are indicating that we're on, is the most likely scenario because it's it, you know to stop it would take uh, a change in policy so drastic that it seems impossible because it's mm-hmm. not just because that's the thing it's like it's not just I mean it's obviously the United States is producing a lot of it but it's a it's a worldwide probably like several countries are producing it the United States is one of the biggest ones China is one of the biggest ones and it would involve like a coordinated effort where uh, I don't know if you guys have, uh, have read the news uh, lately. Uh, China and the U.S. not on phenomenal terms right now. I don't know how many uh, a big agreements we're going to be coming to when it comes to climate change but, at this point or carbon emissions. But, but China. China. Like, China. I mean, look, they're not great. <laughs> I'll say that. I mean, like, the fact, despite the fact that Donnie did seem to think that there was a letter Y in the name and he had some, <laughs> some unsavory opinions towards the individual people that lived in China, they're not... Great country, not great. Not doing awesome right now. The like human yeah. rights thing, but, uh, but that's getting that's getting different. That's a whole other. That's a whole other discussion. Uh-huh. Uh, Tim, what do you think the world's gonna look like? In uh, I think we're gonna blow ourselves up at some point. You think so? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't put too much stock into thinking that far down the road because you never fucking know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, t- Tim, this you're is- gonna be running a. You gotta be you're an enterprising uh, man of business. You gotta be th- listen. You you gotta be setting up Q one in Q three of the previous year. 
I mean, listen, if you really want to be enterprising about it, you can start thinking now, way down the line, about sales figures. Listen, one fiscal year versus 50 years is totally different. Don't give me that bullshit comparison. Oh, no, I, I, I would say it's totally different. And, and you know what would be different about it is if a, a, an endeavoring young uh, mind like Tim Hansen decided to bring that into a me. It's like, look, guys, we're worried about this coming year. No, 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 no. 50 years. Here's the 50-year plan. And you know what that gets you? Job security. I think years. I think over the next, I think over the next fifty years, and we we discussed this last uh, episode, and and already figured out we're going to be voting for President Kyle Brent or Charlie Brent. Oh my God, I hate myself. <laughs> you are the God. worst. I was going to say, I'm sorry. Married before he takes my last name. No way to, way to psych yourself. Out. Also, in fifty, it was, I mean, look, it would over the next fifty of, years. It would fit as a, within the next 50 years. Okay, I'm glad you clarified that because I know we've, we've set a bit of a trend with our recent elected, but like we'd be uh, electing an 83-year-old Charlie Brem or Kyle Brem, I guess. To, uh, <laughs> That's like to, to, par uh, for the course. That sounds like a, the appropriate age for a president. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds I, I about right. So. I mean, if it's good well, enough for a senator. 91 if you win election. What's it called? Got a lot of old people in office that really... Like they gotta go. They're just if they were. It's not the age; it's the inability to listen to the opinions of anyone of any other age group. It's the complete Chris. out of touchness of it. It's Toast. not being eighty-three. It's being eighty-three and not being able to like take into account the life experiences of thirty-year-olds. And understanding that, like, we've, like, come of age in a drastically different world, like, fiscally and with loans and with debt, because I, I, I'm rambling, but suffice to say. It's our first, it's our first uh, you know, unadulterated shot of Diane Feinstein on this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just... If people want to be old and still run for office, they should listen to their constituents at the very least. That's it. That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. Or just don't be a turtle. Also, don't be a turtle. <laughs> Unless you're actually, I'd vote a for a turtle. I would vote for a literal like, turtle. Yeah, Michelangelo. Oh, me about a turtle pope. He's oh, that's an Elden pope. Ring. That's yeah, an Elden he's Ring. He's nodding. Apparently, the turtle oh, pope is a dog. Law TV show. <laughs> He's shaking Turtle his head Pope. now. Turtle okay. Pope is a true multi <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've heard of Young Pope. Now now <laughs> check out Turtle Pope. Alright. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's recorded. <laughs> it's, it's here. We made it up first. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta write that pilot now. It's, it's, it's intellectual copyright right there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, the way the world's gonna look like in fifty years? Let's let's well, go somewhere to smile. Let's well, smile. I think yeah. I think we can. One of the nice things is that we, Matt and I, we have kids, and we can we can actively shape the next fifty years yeah. because they're the ones who are gonna like we have the next like maybe fifteen to twenty years, but over the next fifty years, those our kids are gonna be the ones who are really shaping how the world is so we can that's, focus on them that's like and make them expectations better. on 
three kids. Yeah, really. It sucks. These kids are the future. (laughs) What? I mean, like, I trust y'all. I'm glad it's going to be your kids that are like the next chosen trio. On the uh, on the on the parallel bars of the Olympics. (laughs) Look, did you did you see pictures of uh, Sean's 35 year old son going to his eighth grade uh, dance? Mm -hmm. Oh my god, that was adorable. Adorable that they keep letting him go uh, show up to that dance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 17 consecutive years. Uh, but anyway, so I, 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 a couple weeks before uh, before my daughter was born, uh, my wife and I decided to watch Don't Look Up because we weren't sad enough uh, <laughs> at that point. So we decided to watch that. And boy, I mean, first of all, I mean, pretty good movie. It's, it's not subtle in any way, shape, or form, which is, you know, that's fine. That's an Adam McKay specialty. But boy, that was something like, you know, a few weeks out from becoming a father and then looking at that movie and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. We blew it. She's fucked. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, there's a there's an element of hope for the future, and also that is sort of the impetus to keep going and trying to make things better. Because, like, hey, we've got you know, you got kids. You're trying to make things better for the kids, and you know, at minimum, you can be like, hey, look, yeah, these these couple of things are are, you know, these things are problems in the world. But here's what your mom and I have done uh, mm-hmm. to you know try and alleviate them and set an example. You know, whatever to whatever degree you're able to. Uh. Next question is, if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? And in parentheses, it can have multiple components. So one meal for the rest of your life. The rich. (laughs) There we go. Eat the rich. Yeah. This seemed like a logical extension of the previous elderly politician conversation. It was very good. We continuously eat the rich. We figure out what could be the problems over the next 50 years. Now we yeah. eat them and absorb yeah. their powers. It's so that... a great idea, and it looks good on a poster board until somebody has to suck it up and eat Mitch McConnell. Oh, he's turtle soup. So chewy. Again, I got this turtle soup. Turtle soup. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna That's be the worst calamari. The <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just you, you oh. give him to Adam Driver, and he's just like good soup, and that's it. <laughs> Uh, if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, you know, it could be the rich, it could be, you know, a normal three, three, three you know, entree and sides meal if you yeah, want. Yeah, you need fiber from you know, somewhere. Maybe. What's that? You need fiber from somewhere. True, it's true. Uh, Tim, what would you eat? I feel like every time we ask some version of this question, uh, it's just always a uh, ribeye from... I think it was Wolfgang Puck's restaurant or Bobby Flay's restaurant or some shit. <laughs> but where, what yeah, is your fiber? Wolfgang Puck's or Chili's or... It definitely wasn't Ruth, Chili's. Ruth, Ruth's Chris or Ruby <laughs> Tuesday. Or... Ooh, Ruth's Chris has a great steaks. Just it does. Like... It does. I'll tell you what, it, Ruth's Chris has phenomenal steaks. The, uh, there was one steak I, when I was in Dallas a couple of months ago. There's a restaurant my coworker and I went to called Hillstone. And uh, it, right out, right, right in Dallas, like just outside of city center, the best damn steak I've ever had. So I probably that would be like my main course, and then I'd have like uh, asparagus with lemon vinaigrette, and a um, and then a and then I would have mashed potatoes, but I'd have the mashed potatoes that have like the skins and like little chunks of potato mm-hmm. in it. That's the way. That's yeah. the way to go, man. I think that would be. Although, although now I'm thinking about it. For the rest of my life, that's a rich meal. Mm-hmm. It's a real rich meal for the rest of my life. Uh, only one. So I don't know if I would go with that one, even though it's, it might be the best meal 
that I can construct. What do you think, Sean? Hmm. I'm thinking burrito. Because you can have enough variety in it mm. that you could switch it up <laughs> and not have the same thing every time. And you don't have to have cheese. Like, initially, I was like pizza because pizza is an easy go to. But then you're eating cheese for every single meal. And that's going to just, that's just going to stop you up. So I'm going to go with. <laughs> I'm going to go. No, you don't want that. So I'm going to go with a burrito because you can, you can hold the cheese. You can be like, no cheese this time. Uh, also, I think that's the easiest vegetarian option I can think of. Actually, no. Load that up with I want some salmon and Spanish rice. That's what I want. That's also a good pick. That's what I want. Some salmon, some nice... I make it in my... Um, my... Man, salmon's good. Yeah, it's so good. My cast iron I skillet. I salmon in it forever. Oh, man. That's my favorite meal, Sushi. I think. Sushi. I might go with salmon. Because salmon's rich, but, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, like, I don't think I get sick of it the way that I would get sick of, of even, like, a nice steak. I'm not a fish. And, I'm drinking from a fish bottle. <laughs> uh, and it's good, and salmon's, like, good for you. <laughs> like, really good for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll go with salmon with, yeah, yeah, I, 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 you know, I'll go jasmine rice. Just fuck it. Why not? Uh... <laughs> Jasmine rice is, is one of my favorite kinds of rice. I almost never have it, and um, and my uh, and you know what? I, I, I do the uh, the starch will be the um, will be like these baked be baked air be uh, air fried baby potatoes. Mm. That's what you do with the with the uh, baby potatoes because you can eat them with the skins on. But you air fry them so they're nice and crispy on the outside. Mm. Yeah, that's my move. So yeah, salmon baked salmon with. Uh, Jasmine rice, so almost the exact same thing as Sean's, uh, but with the baby potatoes. <laughs> um, when I heard this question and saw it, my mind immediately went to chicken parm, and so I was like, I don't want chicken parm and spaghetti now, because that's just I, that that would just be too boring. I'm like, what 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 else do I think would pair good with chicken parm? And so I, I'm thinking chicken parm, and some nice buttery broccoli, and some crispy smashed potatoes. Okay. I think that would be good. I think that would be good. I like that. Sounds tasty. It does. I now I'm think I'm going to cook that for myself tomorrow. Uh, uh, Charlie, when you're done eating Nancy Pelosi whole, uh, <laughs> you'd have another meal in mind? If only I could unhinge my jaw that far. Um, so I was originally gonna say burrito, and then Sean said burrito, so I'm gonna <laughs> go one step to the side and say fajitas. Ooh. Okay. You always get that sizzling plate every time you sit down to eat? Yeah, the sizzling is very satisfying, <laughs> and also... I don't have like a huge appetite for super starchy things, so fajitas mm. lets me have all the fun parts of a burrito without so much rice. Mm. And it's a, it's an easy pivot to a, a tortilla with cheese, meat, and vegetables over to a tortilla with cheese, meat, and vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of different kinds of cheese, meat, and vegetables. It's true. It's true. Is, Look, I love fajitas. There's a certain freedom of variety. Um, it, even, even if I have to stick to like. Chicken, peppers, onions, like, 
Kyle and I are notorious among our Baltimore friend group with our love of onions. But uh, I, I, I like a couple specific vegetables a lot. So I could, I could eat chicken, onions, peppers a lot and be okay. Mm-hmm. Even, even in a fajita form, there's so many different ways that you can prepare chickens, onion, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, peppers. Like, you can grill them, you can stir fry them in a way, you can bake them. Like, there's so many different ways to do that to have a fajita. It's just as perfect. Any other meals? Got some good foods in there. It's a tasty salmon, steak, burritos, fajitas, chicken parm, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question: uh, If you went back in time, what advice would you give to your parents about raising you? Um, and assuming that this would not ruin anything timeline-wise, so if you'd go back in time, what advice would you give to your parents about raising you? Did any of you guys watch Heartstopper yet? No. Mm-mm. No. What's that? It's it's incredibly cute. It's um, it's a series on Netflix, but it's I think it's eight episodes. Kyle and I just finished it, but it's like a, it it centers around like a group of teenagers, but like most of the cast is queer. They're going to like a high school in England, um, but it's like the the one protagonist, Charlie, is like the one out. Well, I guess one of two out gay guys at his school. And um, there's another character, Nick. And it's like a whole like, will they, won't they? But like, they absolutely will. And it's very cute, very wholesome. And just like, Kyle and I are watching that. And it's like so surreal how like supportive the parents are. And it's just like, at least a part of that is the like two decades that have passed since I was well, not literal two decades, but one and a half, close to two decades that have passed since I was in high school that, like, one, I wasn't out in high school, um, but I was, like, 14 when my parents um, saw the internet history and came to some conclusions, and, like, so I was 14 when, and this is going to set like a weird bar for the rest of you guys by accident. And I'm sorry that I went first, I guess, but, uh, I was 14 and, and I'm sure my mom remembers this differently. Um, I know my dad doesn't remember at all because I've recently reiterated the whole story to him and he was, he's a doofus, but whatever. Anyway. <laughs> um, so parents checked the internet history knocked on my door in the at like four in the morning to be like hey have you been looking at any websites you know you shouldn't have been and i knew i had so i said yes because if i said no they might have assumed it was my sister and she would have gotten in trouble for something that i did um so yeah i said yes i was and we drove to a parking lot in the middle of nowhere at four in the morning so that we could have a conversation that we didn't have to risk my sister overhearing like i i I had a girlfriend at the time, um, a girlfriend that Tim later also had, I believe. Um, <laughs> but a- a- anyway, so I, I basically, long story short, got caught looking at gay porn. And I remember my mom being like, again, 4am parking lot, middle of nowhere, because they were terrified of my sister overhearing the conversation. I was 14. Um, and my mom said, we always knew you were weird. 
We didn't know it was like this. My dad, meanwhile, was mostly concerned that he thought I was looking at too much porn. Um, <laughs> and th that's like the two... That's a better approach. Yeah, my, my dad just like was like, you're going to hurt yourself. Like, calm down. And my mom was kind of like... Well, at, at the time, I told them I was bi, not gay. And my mom was like, oh, easy solution. Just ignore the liking boys part. Um, and... Yeah, why didn't you think of that, Charlie? I, right? <laughs> um, it, it's kind of... Kyle and I were just having a conversation the other night and about how uh, I do somewhat see myself as bi-curious from the other direction, to paraphrase something I heard someone else say recently. Um, not that that's what this conversation is about. But anyway predominantly gay enough that that was not a viable solution fast forward six years my mom and i were like on a walk and she told me i was gay and we just moved on with our lives um but I, that was nice of her to finally break that news. yeah it, it helped a lot when she told me what i was um yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, all this to say like uh, think about what these things do like like i don't think it took a lot of so, foresight so to be like oh yes i'm going to drive my child to a parking lot in the middle of nowhere to have a very scary conversation like maybe this is like the one crazy thing my parents ever did like like i want to be very clear this was like a weird anomaly and they've been like very good about a lot of things ever since then they were caught off guard and they made a panic decision, and it was fucking wild. <laughs> Freaking wild? I don't remember if you guys have a... Whatever. Sorry, I'm sorry for swearing on your podcast. swear on this show, Charles. Um, what the fuck, man? Sorry, I'm, I'm like most of the way through a bottle of wine. Um, and we're, oh, man. It's where been we prophesied. A anyway, gist of it is, like... Think about all the possibilities of what your children can become and realize that some things are weird and a lot of that weirdness is innocuous and you should just give your kids the space to safely figure that out because like i was really confused about myself for an unnecessarily long time like for a long time i knew i wasn't gay because i knew i wasn't a bad person and mm. And, and that's, not that's, that that's because out. of my mom's mentality about the whole situation. Is I, I thought by definition I could not be gay because I was a good person. And, and I know that sounds crazy to say, and it's never a thing she deliberately said out loud with her words. It was something conveyed by actions and by a certain uncomfortableness with things. Yeah. And I... I I wish she'd have been a little bit more open-minded and a little bit calmer and jumped to fewer conclusions, I guess. Sorry, I, I know I talked for a while. No, oh, I appreciate you sharing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. How's it going? Um, I, I, definitely, uh, I mean, it's a very clear set of advice uh, for your parents, which I think is... Well, I remember uh, two of you have kids, and I was one, like, right? hmm. <laughs> Pick a more familiar parking. <laughs> yeah, is that what it was, Charlie? The, par the parking lot was was just too unknown for you. I think it was more the four a.m. I'm very not a morning person. <laughs> I'm okay with four a.m. from the other side, but don't wake me up. 
if I if I'm still awake, we're good. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if if you were up from twelve to four, and then that would be a completely different thing. But yeah. don't pull an evanescence and wake you up. conversation with you, it would have been one. Thing it was a very intense conversation to have when I probably had about an hour of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's a, that, that, I mean that's that's good advice. Yeah. For, for time travel, yeah. and I don't think it, it may not necessarily impact the timeline. Uh, I mean, assuming that this wouldn't ruin anything timeline-wise, but, uh, but yeah. I, I think i would have just figured myself I mean, out sooner yeah obviously. like i well who knows how things would have been different if i was out in high school uh, mm, mm. you guys were mostly there half of you yeah. on average yeah but i was an idiot yeah, yeah half of us were there <laughs> you straight up told me <laughs> yeah I, uh, yeah yeah a couple of you i i don't think believed me the first time i told you but I don't know. Well, no, so when Charlie told me, it wasn't that I didn't believe him. It's that I, you told me through AIM and some messenger, and I completely misinterpreted what you were saying. Yeah, I um, told everyone through AIM. I, I, like, I remember I had, like, a, a brief, like, how did I tell you? I don't remember, but it wasn't through AIM. Well, probably because we didn't talk on AIM very much. C- correct, because I was a boarding yeah. school. No, I, I definitely had, like, a catharsis moment when I started coming out where I just kind of, like, mm. it's very liberating to like have that weight off your shoulders and not have the burden of keeping a secret right so just i yeah i absolutely like see i'm all the young kids that listen to your podcast aren't going to know what we're talking about because they don't know about aim but but there's okay so there's this instant messenger it's like facebook but just the messenger um it's like texting but on the computer only through the computer and you can set an away message and that's how people know how cool you are um, yeah. mm-hmm. or, or you can I send just, it. You put your like evanescence. I I literally black, like one day just messaged background. everyone from high school. Not everyone from everyone from poker night. I messaged yes. and said like, "FYI, I'm gay." And like mm-hmm. several of the group, several. I think it was mostly just Paul that I think thought I was joking, and it did not sink in. But whatever, I right? so, haven't it seen Paul in years. I remember you specifically what happened when you talked to me about it, because I remember this very vividly and how much of an ass I felt afterwards. Because what also had happened was that you had two life changes, one of which I kind of only kind of knew about, which was you also, between your freshman and sophomore year of college, you also changed schools? Yes, yes, I did. So you went from yeah. junior to Yes, to I was on time. academic probation so because I didn't believe was, in homework. Yeah, well, ever since I came out here... Uh, you know, oh, things no. have been a lot better. And I said, oh, no. yeah, it cuts down to nice school. <laughs> oh, no, I would do that. <laughs> said, no, 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 no. Not like that coming out. I was like, no, it oh. a very gay college. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. If people come out at Kutztown, Kutztown's a very gay college. Okay. Even the straight people are open-minded. I didn't know any better. God, just ask anyone in my era about Hot Mary. Everyone talks about Hot Mary all the time. Uh, <sighs> Sorry. Anyway, uh, other people answer the question. Not for lack of interest in Hot Mary, but let's. Uh, I'm gonna try and get to. Uh, so, so for the rest uh, of the bros here, if you had to go back in time and give advice to your parents about raising you, what would it be? Uh, Rich, let's go with you. Um, it would to tell them to come to me and find out why things take so long to get done. Why is it, talk to me about why it takes me so long to read my summer reading. Why it takes so long for me to get my chores done. 
why it takes so long for this stuff to get done. Because personally, I feel, and this is something I should probably go to therapy about and talk to somebody about, I feel like there's something more internal in a sense of possible ADHD of some sort or even potential possible dyslexia because I, reading just sucked for me when I was younger. And so it's find out why he's doing taking so long to do these things and see if there's corrective measures we could take instead of just he's lazy, he takes forever, he takes too long. Mm. Okay. I'm a strong one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a, 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 the advice would be to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's because and Sean, you probably I don't know. I think you you've said that you were diagnosed with ADHD since you started going to therapy. Like, did you know prior to then? Like, is that something you knew most of your life, or it was like not until your late th- mid thirties? And it's like, it, if you think that, it kind of throws a wrench in. Like, well, maybe this kind of explains a lot of my life. Yeah. It makes so, like, it makes things make more sense. You're like, oh yeah. I'm not I, just I a lazy ass in my early twenties. Yeah. And, and like and, we and, had to retroactively prove that I had a probable family history because like people at that time and probably still to a certain extent of our generation, like you if you don't get di- ADHD was thought of as a childhood state. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you weren't diagnosed as a child, it was hard to, like, get a diagnosis as an adult. So if you were competent enough that you were getting your homework done well enough, you might slip through the cracks despite still having a focus issue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tim, what advice would you give your parents about raising you? Um... It really was mostly just my mom for most of it. So um, dial back some of the... Uh, It wasn't meant as pressure. It came across as pressure. I'm just like essentially saying all of these things that I'm going to be great at and like how, how smart I was. And just like you're, you're going to be able to do all these things and pushing for that excellence. It's like at some point I definitely just started going the other way because it's like, no, like I'm not going to put effort into any of this because I just don't fucking want to like in the opposite. Like I probably could, I likely would have done significantly better in most things in high school, except that I just didn't fucking try. Um, and some of that could have been possibly undiagnosed ADHD. So the combination of don't put so much pressure on me for that. And also essentially telling me I was going to be the last chance at grandchildren since I was eight. Uh, it's not a great thing to put on a kid at eight years old. And also, um, don't, uh, don't use a small child as your confidant because that is too much pressure for a small child mm-hmm. and then young teenager and then essentially getting all of the dirt on all of my siblings and then tailoring my personality to not 
trigger any of those similar things. So I do, I, I think I might be undiagnosed ADHD, but I have just actively spent my entire life to push all of that so far down that most of it is internal and I just don't act out. Which is why when I am in a comfortable place, I'm the fucking idiot. Because it's like, I don't have to think about anything. Wow! <laughs> um, but it's also just things uh, uh, present differently at different people. But I don't think that helped. And I definitely didn't vocalize any of the things that I thought about. Because I didn't want to be... I saw how my mom approached ADHD and my brother. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to be treated that way. I don't want to be thought of that way or seen that way. Even if you don't tell him that, I now know that that's how you see that. And I don't, I don't want that. I don't need that. Mm. How about you, Sean? Um, I think I would tell them not to worry about me insofar as transitions are, were really hard for me. Like, I almost failed out of like out of high school and college because just the transition from grade school to high school and then high school to college was very difficult for me. I just have a I have a hard time with big changes like that. And I think it's just like just telling them to like let it let it, let me um let me get like I'll get there on my own time. It's going to be okay. Like, you don't have to punish me for almost failing out of college. Like, you just, I, I will be okay. I just need that extra. Like, I needed that year of not doing well to get used to the, this new environment and this new, like, when I transfer, when I went from grade school to high school, like, I never had to study in grade school or anything. Like, everything just came really easily to me. And then I went to high school and everything was hard. And the same thing happened with college. Like, I didn't really have to study that much in high school, but then I had to study a lot in college, and I had to be responsible for myself. And that's just very difficult for me. It's just that switch was just almost impossible. So I think it's just, don't worry about me. <laughs> like, I'm going to, it's going to be okay. We're going to, we're going to make it through all this. You don't have to, you don't have to be upset or ground me for whatever reason. But they did. My parents did a very good job. I think I wanna. I wanna say that. Like, yeah. They. My parents did a very good job of raising me. They were very supportive, and I think in in most cases they did the best that they could. You know, being a parent's hard, and I think you, you know, being a parent, you kind of appreciate how difficult it is because you don't know. I think when you're a kid, you assume your parents know what the fuck is going on because they're parents. But, like, as a parent, I have no idea what's going on all the time. I'm just winging it. <laughs> like, I'm just... Yeah, to be clear, I'm going be very abundantly clear about that last sentence, because you say it's, you don't know what's going on all the time. That does not mean that there are some times when you don't know that something's going on. That means that all the time, you, you don't, don't know, know what's going on. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Let me say, in my limited, limited, limited <laughs> experience, right there with you. Yeah, Matt, it's so Matt, hard. Matt, what's going on right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, something. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's at least, uh, two people in this house. At least. <laughs> at least. Yeah, I think. Yeah, at minimum. Yeah, I think we, 
I I give my parents a lot of credit because it's very difficult to be a parent. It's just mm-hmm. hard. And they did a good job. They could have done better, but they did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, and this is I don't think I think this is an in this exercise it's not as much of a you're shitting on your parents. It's just no. like hey, you did a great job, but like here are some things you could have worked th- on. Maybe. Th- there could have things could have been done better. And uh Matt, have you given a, a, a an example yet? I've not, and to be honest with you, uh, I, as I'm ruminating on this, I, this has been such a good question with with such thoughtful and heavy responses. There's not one that's jumping out at me that's at this level, and I genuinely, this is a bit of a cop out. I don't want to, like, sully the four answers that have been given by like mm-hmm. making some joke where it's just like, hey, like, maybe don't play the moody blues as much <laughs> in the uh, like. I don't, I don't want to like is. It's, it's gonna be something stupid, and there's no I, I I the answers that you guys have given are really good, and I don't want to step on it, so I, I'm going to abstain in that regard. There's certainly advice I can give my parents, but I, I don't think it's to that level. And, I've got I've got one. I got I got one too. I've got, got one, one for you, Matt. My parents? For, for Matt, I've got one. I've got one for your parents, Matt. You go back in time to go to my parents and advise them. I'm gonna to go raise. back in time and tell your mom. That she needs to get a better table for spoons in the basement. You don't play spoons on the table. It's just gonna break anyway. <laughs> you play spoons on the floor. We play so on that clear, table. To be clear, let me make sure I'm understanding you correctly on this, Tim. Uh, you broke my table. You broke my mother's table. I didn't break your, the table. Your, your response to that is. Get a better table, idiot. My mom's fault. <laughs> I didn't break the table. Did I break the table? Donna should never have allowed pe- like children to play spoons on her table in the first place. Spoons should be played on the floor. I'm sorry. I yeah. think that's what the, the intention was. And I think the combination of Tim and former drummer of, of Visibly Blind, Pat McAndrew, just got out of control with it. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Pat get out of control? That's nonsense. Do you the mean future drummer Pat, of like, Saul with, with a heart rate above like 140 was when he played Spoons. <laughs> Pat was like cool as a cucumber and like the most chill dude ever. But when he played Spoons, he was it was like... God, it was, it was like watching like a maniac run wild. It was incredible. Um, anyway. I, I have I have another piece of advice for my parents. And it's Great, quick. please, go on. Feed it's... my parents more advice on raising them. No, this is for my parents. It's real quick. Oh, for your parents. Okay. Yeah, right. I, I'd go to them before conceiving my sister and just tell them to be smart about being stupid. Wow. Oh. Holy oh. fuck, Rich. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> Did Rich just say he wants to unmake his... That would change the timeline. But it says it wouldn't ruin anything timeline-wise. That would absolutely change the timeline. I know. (laughs) You would just straight up unalive your sister. (laughs) (laughs) Unalive your sister! Look, it says it's timeline doesn't change, so the whole point is look, just be like, I just want to go on record and say this is a bad idea. I said, <laughs> they, that's all it is. Wow. None, they of, censoring somebody in Congress. It's pointless. <laughs> it just makes it just like, but just be clear. I hate this. None of none of the, none of them listen, so they won't know. They don't know I said this. Are your the roommates next not question. there? <laughs> the next question comes to us from uh, listener Marta. Uh, how long? Why'd you say that name? You to finish watching. <laughs> Why would you the say that name? <laughs> Why would, would you say, say that name? name? <laughs> Are we good? 
Are we good? Sure. <laughs> the question, so this podcast is four and a half hours long. How, how long? How long did it take you to finish the Zack Snyder cut? I'm gonna say. Has anyone actually watched it? Yeah, I'm I, gonna say it yeah. took me. It took me probably five hours. I probably I was watch. I watched probably like three hours of it. Got tired and then went and did something else for an hour and then came back and watched the last hour of it. Are you glad you finished Zero it? Minutes. Never. I haven't seen it. And I don't have interest in seeing it. That's fine. What were you saying, Charlie? I, I was asking Sean if he's glad he finished it because like Kyle watched it, I didn't, and I asked Kyle if he thought it was worth the time, and I feel like he said no. The Zack Snyder cut. Yeah, he's being wishy washy now, but he also can't talk much because he's not on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah. anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, At like all, he, he, uh, look. DC's really good at a lot of their animated media, and I don't For know sure. why they don't just get those writers to help write, to write their the live action shit. Yeah. Because, like, mm. there are so many sections of DC that have proven to be competent, and I really feel like a lot of their movies kind of shit the bed at the end of the day. Yeah. That being For said, sure. I did enjoy The Batman. Yeah, that was very good. I, I haven't I, seen that one yet. I did. I did enjoy the Snyder Cut. I thought it was way better than the one that was released originally. Mm. Uh, okay. but it was, but it is very long. So it's mm-hmm. like, you have to, you have to be, if you're really into DC, you should watch it. But if you're not, don't worry about it. Like, it's not, you're not going to miss anything. But like, would I be better I- off investing my time watching Young Justice? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. yes. See, that's where I am on this equation. Because the thing is, the Snyder Cut is not canon, so it doesn't really matter. It's just, it's good cinema, in my opinion. I watched it straight through. I didn't stop. I didn't break. I watched it straight through, and I I liked it a lot. I had a good. T- I, I enjoyed it. So th- the reason Martha asked this question is because we started watching it yesterday. We got about an hour and forty minutes in, and it's just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna come back to this later. Mm-hmm. That's I mean and that's and a good way to approach her it. Knowing her limits, it is. <laughs> the, the, and like the the good thing about how they did the Snyder Cut, it's broken up into chapters, so you could very much easily do like a chapter a day or whatever, and take consume it as a show and a series, which at one point it was supposed to be released as. Yeah, well, uh, we didn't stop at a chapter. We uh, stopped somewhere in the middle because we just kind of reached a point where I had to take a shit. <laughs> and then I was just, and Martha's just like, "Well, he's yeah, gonna he's gonna it. numb his sure? foot." So Kyle didn't say anything, but <laughs> <laughs> because of his sense of me needing to take a shit, yes. Kyle just knows. Kyle just asked, "Oh, is Tim pooping?" <laughs> <laughs> no, so so literally in the first five minutes of the movie, I was just like, "This is all fucking wrong." <laughs> so that's my biggest problem is they're taking things that it's there are certain things within the DC universe that are very well established function in a very specific way and have very specific things that they do and they're just kind of going to be like nah, these are used for terraforming now hmm. what the what <laughs> the cell boom tube works now what fucking no <laughs> Mm. So like I'm not even that far in, and I'm just like I don't I don't like I don't like this I don't like this at all. Yeah. Um, but that being said, in the world that they are creating with the things that they're doing, it's not bad. 
Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not bad. I'm just like, I, and we are going to finish it because I don't. In- even though I spoke at length about uh, Euphoria, a show I have not fucking seen, I don't usually like to talk poorly about things that I haven't seen all of or like critiquing things that I don't know because I haven't seen them. So I'm going to finish it before I, I have a hot take about how fucking garbage it is. Mm-hmm. How long is this movie again? It's four, oh, hours. I looked, four hours. I looked it up, but I forget. Uh, it's four, like four hours and two minutes or something like that. Jesse, yeah. Jesse Eisenberg in it. A little no. bit. Uh, yeah, he's he's in it for like a thirty second thing at the beginning, and oh, then like yeah. a thirty second thing like an hour in it. Is in. that the guy from Not Breaking Bad? No, that's Heisenberg. No. But the one character's name is Jesse. Yeah, because we named our bearded dragon after him. <laughs> Jesse Pinkman. Yes, that's yes. right. Okay, sorry, not to derail. It happens. Uh, thoughts on the Snyder cut? No. It's too damn long. It is way long. <laughs> it, but is, it, it is way long. If you're if you're if you're super into DC, you should watch it. But if you're not, don't even bother. Just do it as like a mini series. Do five episodes. Yeah. yeah. Or or and hear me out. If you're Zack Snyder, just release a mini series. It now. If, if you're, if you're, I know it was supposed to be. Then just do it. It also <laughs> probably doesn't help do it. that. <laughs> It also probably they doesn't make it help. that way. If it's better off as a miniseries, just do it. <laughs> there's, there's so there's so much prestige TV out now in the form of miniseries. Just be another one. Yep. All right. um, next question: What occupation other than your own would you like to try? And the answer is the editor of the Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hmm. I recently applied to a job uh, at Disney Plus as a. Uh, a streaming service assistant of some like I can't fully remember the job title, but it was like being the person that's responsible for making sure things go up on time, making sure they're running on time, and things like that. And I haven't gotten a call back. And the job is is based in New York, so I'd definitely be able to make that commute or make it work. Uh, I would love to try that out. Um, but that's I don't know. Other than that. Mm, I, I, I don't know. A project manager for some sort of implementation of a new product line or a new process. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of got two. They're sort of adjacent, I guess. Anyway, I, I applied to a job... I obviously didn't get it. This had to have been like a year ago, but I did apply to a job at the Baltimore Zoo as a zookeeper just on like a whim because I like technically met the requirements. <laughs> but it, I would have, if I could have gotten to the interview, I think I could have argued hard enough for the job. But my degree is geology, and I often regret that it is one of the earth sciences and not one of the biology sciences. I like ended up there by way of environmental science and I really liked my professor, but my actual passion is much more in the biology direction. Um, So like when I was graduating, I basically applied to an internship at a, a Pleistocene mammal deposit and I basically made it 
promise to myself where I was like, if I get this internship, I will go paleontology. And if I don't, I will go environmental science. And yeah, so so one recently applied to a zookeeper job. That would have been real cool, but it didn't work out. Um, and alternatively, I in a different timeline, I am studying cave bears in North Dakota, but it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cave bears. What are you going to do? Right. Eh, cave bears, dire wolves, mammoths, all that good shit. Mm. I love I love megafauna. Mm-hmm. Don't we all? Uh, don't we all love yeah. megafauna? <laughs> of yes. course, hell My yeah! <laughs> if I had a nickel, uh, Sean, what uh, what other occupation would you like to try? Um, I'd like to try teaching. That was my my fallback when I when I graduated college. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and you don't. I don't know what I, what you could do with an English lit degree. I still honestly don't know what you can do with an English lit degree. Um, but I, but I went to, I went to grad school for a little while for education. And I think I'd, I'd like to try that, like to see if that would have been something that clicked with me, like in my occupation now, like that's the furthest, like the, the way to advance would be go to, to go to law school. So, um, so if I want to, if I want to like keep going in my current career, I have to go to law school, which kind of sucks, but. Um, but I, but I went to a year and a half of grad school for education. So I'd like to do that and like, see what it's like to be a teacher, like to teach little kids, mm-hmm. see what's up, L- like mold yeah. fucking young minds, <laughs> <laughs> fucking young minds. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Talk to these kids and be like, holy shit, man. The law. I know, <laughs> man. Yeah. It's dope. <laughs> Uh, throw frisbees at him. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Get on it. <laughs> yes. Here you are saying I graded your quizzes. It's <laughs> whipping them. Um, yeah, just, just whipping it out. Uh, I'll just comment. I'd say uh, live radio producer. I nice. Mean, the host would be a lot, but I think producing would be fun. Uh-huh. It would be stressful. Extremely stressful, but it would be fun. Yeah. Uh, double the knobs, drop a little, little fun sound effects, chime in every like 90 seconds or something like that. Be great. Make sure to get those awugas playing or whatever in the background. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just have like the, the gobbling turkeys occasionally, yeah. you know, play just... play the uh, the helicopter sound when they're trying to get traffic. Yeah, all that good stuff. Because obviously you'd be a morning shock jock. Yeah. Uh producer and not just like there's only one kind i mean (laughs) even if i was doing even if i was doing like an npr job and like at four o'clock in the afternoon like helping out with fresh air i'd still be like dropping in like yeah it's it's me me and our producer maddie the k over here (laughs) terry gross just takes a complete heel turn at the end of her career um the last question what are three movies you'd recommend and why hmm movies you'd recommend and why all right i I read ahead because i was getting like antsy so i think i have three um so oh my god i after i said that i've already just like brain farted okay so um first uh it's called but i'm a cheerleader Mm-hmm. Um, which oh is, my god, that's such a good movie! <laughs> it's a it's a dark comedy about um, a girl that gets sent to gay conversion camp, um, and 
refuses to accept that she's a lesbian because she's a cheerleader. So she's like a stereotypical feminine woman. Um, and she goes on a journey of self-discovery and it's very funny and at times too real. Um, in a similar vein, another movie that I was literally just explaining to Kyle because of a Tumblr post that came up. Um, also a queer movie called uh, Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything. And also a good movie. Also a great movie. <laughs> it's about Patrick Swayze, uh, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo are three drag queens on a cross-country trip to, I believe, go to a drag competition. I forget from where to where they're going. But on the middle of the trip, their car breaks down. Well, they decided to like do this whole trip in drag. So they are now in a small town in middle America with a dead car in drag. So they end up just committing to the bit and staying in drag the whole time they're stuck for like the week that their car is getting fixed. And it's all kind of about how like they become connected to this small town and like help the inhabitants live their best lives and everyone um it, it's about friendship and and communicating and it, it's very cute it, it's got some interesting commentary on um uh gender and what it means to be a woman and uh, the the more I've read about it, the more obvious that it's like some of these characters are drag queens in the gay men sense, and some of these characters are drag queens in the a person who is exploring femininity because they're trying to puzzle out if they are in fact trans, and then finding out that they are in fact trans sense, and and some of that is like you have to get into the nuances of the characters and the movie and all that to see that. And it's up to speculation, but it's, it's a, a good commentary on, on gender norms and, and standing up for yourself, et cetera, et cetera. And then continuing with this theme, Jurassic Park three is the gayest of the Jurassic Park. Movies. <laughs> it is um, a great it's a very gay movie. So like, <laughs> Dr. Alan Grant and his, um, uh, TA, I believe his name was Alex, but I honestly haven't seen it in years. I can't and I'm just remember. saying that that moment on the plane at the end where he, like, there's no heterosexual explanation for, I saved your hat. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's love. That's what love is. I'm sorry. But yeah, so those are my three gay movies that everyone should watch to like learn about being gay. Someone else's Ta-da. turn. Ta-da. That was a great no list. Was no, a notes. great list. No notes. That's a phenomenal list. I was just not expecting the swerve at the end. It was very good. Very good. Uh, Sorry, that was bisexual appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> finger yeah, guns. Charlie just gave a lewd signal with his hands. All right, I know um, finger guns are just for bi people. <laughs> that that, that explains that a lot really about it, my it, life. It is. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Kyle shaking his um, fist enraged. Uh, Tim, what three movies would you recommend? What What are three movies you'd recommend? Uh, I would recommend Onward. Uh, great Pixar movie. Film. Uh, it is a great movie, and um, it, it really hit home for me. Obviously, it's brothers on a journey, but brothers that like, yeah, they're brothers, but they never fully really connected, <laughs> and there was always just that yearning of 
Two brothers. Two brothers. <laughs> two brothers. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> brothers, they share a boss. <laughs> and like always looking for like single single parent essentially because dad's been gone forever and it's like but dad but dad dad and it's like yeah but the brothers were always there and that realization at the end and it was just like oh fuck uh it's just hit hit me in the feels and not too many movies hit me in the feels and uh make me think something about myself so uh great movie and if you have a brother um May make you think about the your relationship with your brother. Uh, that was the only one uh, I got to. Oh, I lied. <laughs> Onward three times. <laughs> yeah, just watch Onward three times. Uh, I lied. The other one is Warrior, which came out in 2011. Uh, who's in it? Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton. And honestly, I feel bad because I know it's like. Two brothers who had led very different. Yet again, two, <laughs> two brothers. Two brothers. <laughs> two two brothers. brothers. Who definitely had. Who led very different lives and uh, clearly didn't keep in touch and had a fucked up childhood. And like they essentially fight their way from opposite ends through this. Um, I think it's an MMA tournament and end up being the finalists and just kind of like going through both of their approaches to it. Why are they both doing this? What's coming out of this fight? What's their relationship with dad? Uh, and I, honestly, I don't remember too much of it. And I've it's popped up on either Netflix or HBO recently. And I'm just like, oh, I remember loving this movie when it came out. My um, so I'm probably gonna rewatch it. My ex girlfriend is an extra in that movie. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care about extras. <laughs> I don't care about them either. <laughs> uh, and then uh, another movie, a third movie. Um, fuck, I don't know. I just said twins. Boondock Saints. I'm trying to think of brother movies. You clearly have a theme. (laughs) Boondock Saints is a wonderful fucking movie about two brothers. (laughs) Two brothers. Make make like a tree and get the fuck out of here. Mexican wave armada. Two brothers. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's it. I wasn't going for a theme, but this worked. You're welcome. Boondock Saints. Uh, Rich, what are three movies you'd recommend? Um, so just call two brothers. <laughs> Super Mario uh, the brothers. First one, that's a movie about brothers. Mario Brothers yeah. is a movie about brothers. <laughs> it's a phenomenal movie about brothers. It's a great movie. <laughs> Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. <laughs> uh, my movies. Uh, the first one would be Shin Godzilla. It is 2016. It is the best Godzilla movie since the original Godzilla movie from 1954. And it, uh, it it's more of a satirical take on political red tape needed to protect and defend countries post-disasters. It was made as an attempt to kind of satire the government uh, based on the uh, their response in Japan from the tsunamis and uh, the, the nuclear plant. Uh, meltdown from I can't remember the city. Um, oh, uh, b- 
but it uh, it's it, I actually likened it. I talked about this last year on my uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram and everything because I just watched it last year to where it's very you could liken everything that goes on with that to the vaccine and everything we were dealing with the COVID vaccine and, and such and the red tape that had to go through and the the everything that they had to change up in order to allow the 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 vaccines to pass as fast as they did but still being equally as safe as they were and such um so that one it's just a fantastic movie godzilla in general always has a theme of like protecting the the earth and the environment and that they just did a really good job with that one um the next one is um the next two aren't really anything super thematic but one of them is slightly political and it's uh, uh, this one is a uh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, just because that's just a great fucking movie. <laughs> um, you could probably pull politics into it somehow to bring a theme into this and whatnot, but I'm not going to bother with that because the next one, the last one, has no theme to it. It's also just a great movie, and it's The Warriors because that's just oh, a great movie. Come out to play! <laughs> what a good movie! What it a is good movie. so good, so good. Sean, what are three movies you'd recommend? Okay. So I would pick Spirited Away. Nice. Nice. Which is just a a phenomenal anime. Um, It's just beautiful. Uh, Like the... it's, it's, It's like what opened the door to like what animation can be for me. It was like the first movie I saw that I was like, oh, you, it can be serious. Like, this can be a real thing. It doesn't have to just be, you know, like Tom and Jerry or whatever. Um, then uh, Troll 2, which is... No, that's the one you don't recommend. No, anymore. I 100% recommend it. It's so bad. It's oh, good. Let the man speak. Oh, my God. They're eating her. <laughs> it's, so that's, that's, my, that's my watch it. If you're, if you're with a group of people... It's so fun to watch, and it's just it's just so bad that it's just yeah. like it's it it just brings me joy. It's just like a joyous movie. And if you invite people over to watch it, they have to watch it with you. Going <laughs> you don't piss on hospitality. Exactly, you don't piss on hospitality. <laughs> a whole new slew of movies just entered my brain that I regret not mentioning. <laughs> and then um, I was looking at like the top movies, and I'm going to go with Parasite as my third one. That's is, that Korean one. That's the Korean it. movie. It's incredible. Uh, it's a great movie. I would recommend it to anybody. It's really funny too. Yeah, it's a it's so good. Um, I don't know. I, it's just it's just a good movie. It's a great, um, whatever uh, commentary on capitalism. It's good. It's just a good movie. I'm going to be short and sweet and a little bit takey with mine. Uh, Monty Python the Holy Grail, because it's the only good medieval movie. Uh, Make a Gun, because it's the only good cop movie. And Spider-Man 2, uh, because it's the only good superhero movie. (laughs) All right. Uh, What a hot take. Matt, you were fired. (laughs) Like, those are good movies, but not for those reasons. I mean, we... We got we got a hot take section right there, so we could probably wrap. We're out of time. So, <laughs> um, so uh, any other thoughts on the movie? No, mm-hmm. no. I regret not nope. mentioning Muppet Treasure Island, but I obviously don't have time to elaborate. Oh, uh, uh, what about uh, Muppet Christmas Carol? That's that's I so. Mean, that's, I watch that's that every classic, year. But like, is it as 
wholesome as Muppet Family Christmas? I don't know. Watch don't out know. for the icy patch. Hmm. Wait a minute, which one's Muppet Family Christmas? Muppet Family Christmas is when they all go to Fozzie Bear, uh, Fozzie's mom's house for for Christmas. They surprise her, um, and like they That's like rude. the Sesame Street <laughs> gang shows up. They like end up in a Fraggle hole at one point. It, it's like literally the whole Muppet multiverse shows up in this Christmas movie. It's very wholesome. It's old enough that Elmo is just like a background character that doesn't get lines. Elmo's not a character yet. He's just a puppet in the background. It's very surreal. There is an argument to be made that A Muppet Christmas Carol is the best movie adaptation of A Christmas Carol. Oh, it absolutely Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, there there is an argument, and it is correct. Yes, that's the best Christmas (laughs) Carol. All right, there it is, Muppet Christmas. Marley and Marley. (laughs) That one song, that one song is the best part. Marley and Marley. Also, also on the full uh, movies discussion, honorable mention, Mars Attacks. Just oh, that's such a good movie too. (laughs) Yeah, that one that messed with my head. Uh, the new Chip and Dale movie is uh, fantastic. I'm. We're gonna watch it soon. Oh, is it, is it a movie or TV show? It's a, oh, it's it's a, a movie. movie. You guys, you guys uh, saw the uh, the link I sent to you guys from Kotaku, right? Yeah, the uh, yeah the Ugly Sonic. Yeah, uh, an appearance. In it. He makes a cameo Ooh. appearance. He sells uh, fake Sonic merch. No, he <laughs> he sells Ugly Sonic. Merch. He sells it's Ugly Sonic merch. merch. Yeah, you gotta watch it. I promise you won't regret it. All right. All right. Uh, I think that's everything we've got for this uh, round of questions. And, and once again, we're pushing the uh, the limit on this one. So I, I am once again suspending all takes. No more takes. I swear to God, if I hear another take out of any one of you, hell to pay. Hell to pay. Rich, you're thinking about giving a take, aren't you? <laughs> Don't you do it. Don't you do it. I can't think of one right now. It's, it was it was grinding. It's good because you're not allowed. It's good because you're not allowed. I, Just tell everybody your I have a thing. But Mandalorian didn't out. save the uh, Star Wars universe. Um, oh, that's it. <laughs> uh, uh, at B underscore one nuts. How are you, Tim? At uh, Timar Hansen. I gotta keep it down. We have a sleeping baby. How about you, uh, Charlie? Baltimore Flamingos RFC. I don't have my own shit. Just go follow mm. them. There you go. How about you, Charlie? At Hey, it's SOB. And you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose podcast. And that's on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question you would like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. To Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or on Etsy.com. To the great Tess Riley for editing our show. And, of course, to Steven Siebert uh, for the use of his song, When, as our theme song. You can find the rest of Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. It's time for some plugs, everybody. Rich, what's going on with PodQuest and streaming and all that? Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for uh, 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 video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday from generally 6 or 7 to 10 o'clock at night. Tomorrow is my one-year stream anniversary. We'll be playing some games, just nothing special, but come hang out and say hi, as well as this Saturday, starting at noon Eastern time, will be the start of my 
uh, stream sub my anniversary subathon. Come all new subs, push my sub an hour longer, capping it at 24 hours because I'm an adult and I have to go to work the next day or on Monday, and so I need sleep. Um, but I'll make it up to you guys if we break the 24 hour mark. Uh, come check it out, twitch.tv slash be underscore nuts, as well as look up one quest on Facebook, Twitter, and everything for bonus action, the tabletop podcast where me and Sean and friends play D&D, as well as podcast, the weekly nerdy talk show where we talk about different nerd hot topics that week. Sean, how about your frisbees? Where are you throwing them? I throw them at Obi Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram, where it is Obi underscore Disc Golf. And I co-host the Taste Fakers Music Podcast with my brother Alex Casnell. We're working on Season 2 right now, but in the meantime, you can go back and listen to the first eight episodes of our show, which constitutes Season 1. If you ever wanted to find out what the hidden links are between pop albums throughout history, like uh, Def Leppard's Hysteria and Andrew WK's I Get Wet, or Tom Waits' Swordfish Trombones and Thrice's Visu. I mean, Jesus, who the, what crazy person tries to compare Tom Waits to Thrice? Two crazy people, and it's us, the Taste Fakers. Uh, you can listen to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Um, Charlie, do you want to plug any more for your uh, for your uh, rugby team fundraiser? Yeah, uh, I would just say Baltimore Flamingos Rugby Football Club. If you plug us into Google, it'll point you in the direction of our Facebook, our YouTube channel, our Instagram. Baltimore Flamingos, we just did a drag show. It's all on YouTube. It's probably a shit show, but I'm sure it's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> check it out, and I believe you can still make donations if you're interested. Excellent work, man. Excellent work. Excellent work by all of you. A+. Plus. A+. Plus. A+. Plus. A+. Plus. A+. Plus. A+. Plus. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. 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 For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, Charlie Bryman, the entire action moves team. Moves. Moves.